Man. Wow. What is it? Man. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I, I, again, I preach every weekend, but I've had a lot of resistance against this message because there's going to be some eyes open to some potential that you never knew before. And so this weekend, man, I've just sensed, not from you, I'm talking about from the spiritual forces, I have sensed incredible resistance. So, man, I want you to really lean in because I believe God has a word for you. Anybody ready for a word from heaven? So most of us woke up every morning this week. We woke up somewhere and we got ready. But where we woke up and got ready is much more than a place where we sleep and where we store all our stuff. There are people that live with us in the places that we call home. Most of us were born into relationships with a mom or a dad or grandparents. We, our earliest memories are of relationships and and for the people that we live with, they can be incredible assets in helping us walk in peace and achieve God's potential in us. Uh, it is, it's awesome uh, through encouragement, through prayer, through support. And yet some of us this weekend, because of places that we lived and the people that we've lived with, they are significant reasons that we actually do not have peace because of how we were raised, past pain, past problems, or for many ongoing issues in your family that's robbing you of every bit of joy, every bit of peace that God has for you. So my question I want us to lean in on is this. If you're listening, say I am. Is your home a war zone or is it a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit? War zone or sanctuary. And frankly, this is where very few saints, people that follow Jesus, ever even think about the place where you live being a sanctuary of the Spirit. Is that fair? We don't think about that. We just run, 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 run. We don't think about it. And I believe the scripture is clear that our home can be a slice of heaven. Jesus said, pray, God's will be done on earth as is in heaven, in your family as is in heaven, in your home as it is in heaven. Is there peace in heaven? Is there glory in heaven? God wants that to be poured out where you live. And yet in America today, families are looking less desirable than they've ever looked. We're at a 40-year low of marriage and childbirth. People just don't get married anymore. They live together. I mean, it's just a different deal. Now, the government has thought we're going to help. We're going to come in and we're going to do a stimulus or whatever. We're going to give families peace of mind. There's just one problem. The government can't give anybody peace of mind. Actually, come on. Amen. See, at the end of the day, no one can bring peace home like God. His name is Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. He sent his spirit to bring comfort and peace. And the fact of the matter is, believers, peace is an inside job. It is not external, that's happiness. Peace is internal. It doesn't come from your profession. It doesn't come from politics or politicians. As a matter of fact, I think they're causing more angst in America, Republicans and Democrats, than I've seen in my lifetime. 
ever, ever. Your peace doesn't come from your position or who signs your check. And we're watching young families face crisis like we haven't seen, not knowing what to do in this day of unrest and uncertainty. But yet day after day, we pass people at home in the hallways, the doorways, and the driveways. Sometimes we're glad to see them. Other times we're too busy to even look up and look at them in the eyes. But do we stop to think of the potential that God has placed in the people that we live with, of what God wants to do? So we're gonna talk about this in this series we've entitled Family-ish. And, and what we wanna do is we wanna make room for God in our homes, in our hearts, in our lives. Would y'all agree with that? Will that change the game? No doubt. So here's the truth. Making room for God in your life and in your home doesn't have to be another chore. Matter of fact, if making room for God is a chore, it's a box you check, it'll never work. It's not what you do, it's who you are. Does that make sense? It's, it's who you are. Now, some of you don't fully understand that. You don't know much of the scripture. You're maybe curious about faith or you're curious about God and you're sort of kicking the tires and checking it out. We're stoked you're with us. As a matter of fact, can we tell you no matter what home life you grew up in, God's peace can rest on your home. There's hope regardless. You can find purpose and peace regardless of what you have been through or where you are. Now, I grew up in a very harsh family dynamic. Multiple stepdads, physical abuse, sexual abuse, and so there was no peace in my home. Actually, I was afraid to go home. I had two different rageaholic stepdads that everybody walked on eggshells because we never knew what was gonna send them into a frenzy, and when they shattered, everybody would be cut with the glass. Are y'all with me? So that's how I grew up, very nervous, very sickly, very afraid. It created problems for me and my two little brothers that we still live do today. Maybe you didn't have a good example or maybe you really didn't have any example at all. Maybe you were born into a, compli- you, know, you were married into a complicated family. Listen, spoiler alert, every family's complicated. When I was a young pastor, Seminary degree, I should have known better. I thought, I'm gonna create a family series. Now, I probably preached 25 different series over the years on the family, but when I began to prepare my first, and this is what I said, I'm gonna go to the Bible, find all the great families, and then I'm going to list all the attributes of all the great biblical families, and I'm gonna find out what everybody needs to do to have a great family. And then I went to find one. There's not one. They're all whacked and jacked. Abraham, remember? Married to his beautiful wife, Sarah. She gives her handmaiden, Hagar. Remember the whole deal? She has a child named Mishmael, the same one she rockets this morning into Israel. He caused problems thousands of years ago. His son, Isaac, his grandson, Jacob, whose son, one of the one of the fathers of the tribes of Israel went to bed with one of his wives and just whacked. Even Jesus' family, even his family, mock him, make fun of him. They come and try to drag him out. His brothers and sisters think he's gone crazy. They, someone said, hey, Jesus, your family's outside. Want to see? He said, my family's in here. It's people that do the will of God. That's my family. 
And his brothers say, listen, why don't you just go on and show yourself at the festival? And Jesus said, my time has not yet come, but your time is always opportune. So even Jesus' family, are y'all with me? They're all jacked. So maybe you feel like you're in the wrong family. Maybe you don't think family's that important, which is so wrong. Because again, much of what we learn is good came from families and bad. As a matter of fact, this weekend, God Behind Bars, we're still super stoked that you guys are back meeting. And very soon, we're starting a female God Behind Bars. We're super excited about that. But here's the deal, man. We love you men, and some of you are sitting in that institution this weekend because of what was said to you and done to you in your family of origin. Matter of fact, people prophesied, you're going to go to prison like your daddy. You're going to go to prison like your uncle. And there you are. We love you, and we can't wait you get out. Come be a part, you know, come be, come, come meet some more people. But man, we love you. See, maybe you think you're bad at family. Maybe you think you don't deserve a good family. It doesn't matter what you think, because the Bible says that we can find God's favor. And you can find God's favor in your home. Our theme verse, may the favor of the Lord God be upon us. And may he confirm the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. Come on, all in favor, say I. See, God's favor is at work in your home. The question is, will you see it? Will you seize it? Will you join his favor? Or will you continue trying to satisfy the longings of your heart with the world instead of with heaven? Does that make sense? So maybe his favor is that you're just listening to this sermon. Maybe you're online. Maybe somebody told you this weekend. Oh, then don't miss a message in this series, family-ish. And if you know a family that's struggling, man, send them a link because they can have peace in their homes. If I can have a home of peace after what I grew up in, anybody can. Because, man, I love going home. Come on, I love going home. And if they promise, we tell them I'm him and we serve others. So we want to help people walk in that peace. So how about the place you call home? How about the people that you call family? Is your home and your family making room for the peace and purpose of God? Or are you too busy? By the way, welcome this weekend to all of our campuses. We're so fired up you're with us, online and in person. Man, we are seeing a major move of God miracles, salvations. It is incredible what God is doing. By the way, welcome to about the thousand new people who have joined with us this year already. Brand new folks come. We're thrilled you're with us. Man. And we really hope that and pray that in the next few weeks, God's going to do transformation. So Father, we come to you, the giver of all good and perfect gifts. We come to you, the giver of peace. And we just confess we live in a world that has sucked all the peace out of homes. We come to you who can give, who can guide, who can feel, who can flood, and who can allow us to walk under an open heaven. God, we don't want to drink from the world's dirty, polluted stream. We want to drink from the river of living water that only you provide. So would you speak in this message, God, of how our homes can be a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit, and we can bask, rest, be saturated in your peace. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. so again, how about it? Is your room, is your home making room for God's peace? Are you 
specifically making room. You say, of course, what would your kids say if we were to talk to them? Students, some of you, you're the only believer in your home wondering if you can make a difference in your home and your family. Here's the truth, God put you in that family and you have been placed with a calling of God on you to access the power that will make a difference in your life. I just challenge all of us to walk in that calling. Quit living substandard to the New Testament. Let's walk in all God has. Listen, it, many believers are like, the, we got a million dollars in the bank and we never write a check and we, and we die of starvation. There is so much available to us. Would y'all believe that? Man, I'm gonna tell you what I'm stoked about. We've got so many young adults that are starting pouring faith promise. And man, we're about the next generation, man. It is exciting. So our theme verse for this year is, you're gonna say, well, that's not a family verse. No, but it's an anchor verse for me and I believe it should be for you. And it's Ephesians chapter four, verse 30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed unto the day of redemption. If we are told to not grieve him, that means we can. We can grieve him, we can quench him, we can blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, and we can basically drive from our homes the Holy Spirit. So the, the first word grieve means to distress or to frustrate, which means we can distress or frustrate. Let me tell you one of the greatest ways we distress or frustrate the Holy Spirit in our homes, and that is by having idols. An idol is something you put above God. Some of us worship our children. You put your kids above God. You put your money. You put your home or your yard or your garden or something above God. Yeah, we don't bow down to a bell or an ashram pole, but we have idols. Does this make sense? And we've got to cleanse our home that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So if we can be raw and real, a lot of us are experiencing extreme family frustrations right now. Come on. But we never stop to think this could be a spiritual problem. See, we target the people in the home as we, and we blame them, never thinking that we have opened the door for the enemy to access our homes. And let me tell you, I think the greatest reason why the enemy has such access to faith-promised families is because the men have abdicated their responsibility of being the spiritual leaders. The Bible, Paul tells the church Corinthian, be strong, act like men. Are you with me? Come on. But because men have abdicated the responsibility, giving it to the wives, the wives are never wired to be the spiritual gatekeeper of their home. The men are called to do that. Women, we love you. We are wired differently. What Viva la difference. I love the difference, but come on. Men are called to be the priests of the home and are called to be the gatekeeper because we are not, the enemy has instant access through all of our streaming channels, all of our, all the stuff that's coming in and, and we think we're fighting each other. The Bible says we're not fighting each other. We don't fight flesh and blood. We fight principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in heavenly places. And if we would just notice, hey, this is not a God, this is not, this is not my wife's fault or my kids or my fault. This is the enemy that we've let come in. Spirit of chaos, spirit of turmoil, spirit of division. It's time to clean some houses in Jesus' name. I'm not talking spring cleaning, I'm talking spirit cleaning. That's what we gotta do, and man, drive the enemy away and fill that thing with the Spirit of God and make your home a sanctuary of the Spirit. 
Man, when you come home, you just go, oh, thank God I'm here. So tired of that wicked world. Here I walk. The Spirit of God's made a wall of fire around my home and is the glory in the midst. The Lord God has called his favor like a shield to guard my family and my home. Are y'all with me? And when I walk in, the demons are driven away and God's put angels around about 8844 Wessex. My address, and man, when I drive up, man, I'm just gonna bask because my home is a sanctuary even though I grew up in a living hell. My home is a sanctuary. The second word, we're not to grieve, distress, or frustrate, but the, the Holy Spirit who sealed us, which means to, to, to make a mark upon or be distinguished by a mark. When you were saved and the Spirit of God came upon you, you were marked for God. And as you are marked for God, you are to mark others with the same marking that God marked you. It should leave a mark on your marriage, a mark in your home, a mark on your kids. What kind of mark are you making? Most of us are more concerned about marking our kids for athletics and ap- academics than we are to walk in the peace of God. Yeah, but I want them to have a good job and go to school. And man, I want them to be taken care of and let their house be a home of hell. Or do we want to teach them to walk in the peace of God? And these marks, I'm I'm not talking about scuffs on the wall, doordings on the car, or stains on the furniture or carpet. Because if you had kids like mine, every every piece of carpet they put their big hobbit feet on was ruined. And every furniture they set their rear ends on had to be replaced. But that's not the marks we're talking about. We're talking about the marks that transform us into someone else. We're talking about the things that mark the people that we live with. Let it never be said of a faith promised family that we treat better, that we treat strangers better than we treat our family. But if we can be real honest, many of us are more careful about how we treat people at work or strangers on the street than we are the people that we say we love the most. Come on, men, you take a bullet if somebody broke into your house. You take a bullet, but you won't pray with your family? Does that make sense to you? Because that doesn't make sense to me. And so, now let's be real. We're to love everybody, strangers, but real love starts in you and it starts in your home. It's the first mark God makes. They'll know you're my disciples when you have love one for another. And God gives us all the strength that we need if we'll drink from the right stream to have set apart lives, set apart families as we bow our knees to him. Paul said in one one chapter back from our theme verse, Ephesians uh, 3, 14 and 15. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father in whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Paul said, I bow my knee. Every family should bow its knee to the Father. Are you with me? And if, if you read this in the original language, the word family is patria and the word father is patera. Patria, patera. They sound so similar, don't they? And of course they do. Because God is the first father, God invented the family, and God is the one who gives peace into homes. Human, mankind didn't create the family, God did. And because he made it so, he knows how to have peace in the midst of it. 
So if you want to understand God's purpose, God's peace, you got to go to the homemaker, the family maker, the way maker, the father, the one who is able to provide and deliver and give peace regardless of economics or the White House or COVID. COVID was an incredible test, by the way. How'd you walk through that? Do you live in fear? You know, we're having families that, are, that have come back and they're having extreme difficulty now coming back into worship experience because they've been, they've been a year away from people, which is exactly where the enemy wants you separated, divided. And they're having real struggle coming back together. But the Holy Spirit wants to give you peace and comfort. Let me show you just how much he'll empower you if you'll drink from the right stream. If you're ready, say I'm ready. Verse 16, Ephesians 3, that he would grant you, he, God, would grant you according to the riches of his glory. How much, how deep is the riches of God's glory? Is he struggling to get by? Is God about to run in? Is he about to go bankrupt in his account of riches of his glory? Or is it a limitless, bottomless well that no matter how many times you drop your bucket in, it's going to come up full of his glory? So he said, according to his riches and glory, that you would be strengthened with dunamis, with power, through his spirit in the inner man. We're going to spend a month later this year learning how to do that one verse. Be strengthened in the inner man. We're good with the outer man, but we're not good with the inner man. We're good physically, but we're not as good spiritually. That you be strengthened. Why? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And that you being rooted deep taproot in the house of God, and that you be grounded in love. And with that, you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth, and to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge. Man, I'm going to tell you, just go ahead and spend some time meditating on that paragraph this week. That'll rock your boat. To know the love of Christ which passes on us so that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Filled up to, and then verse 20. Come on, this is the deal right here. Now him too is able. We wonder, is he able? Oh, he's more than able. He can do more than you think. Can he restore my marriage beyond your wildest dreams? Can he bring the prodigal home faster than you can? Can our God who is able, look, he's able to do far more abundantly beyond all. That is such run on. He is due more to the extreme more and more abundance more. That's what the verse says. He's due more to the more to the more to the second power more of all that you can ask or think according to the power that works within us, drinking from the right stream to him be the glory in the church forever. Wow. So how about it? Is your life marked? Is it marked by the spirit of God? Is your home filled up with the fullness of God. Now, what some of you are thinking right now, I wish I'd have known this 10 years ago. I wish I'd have known this 20 years ago. God will give you back the years the locusts ate if you'll drink from the right stream. Well, what's my next step? I'm so glad you asked. Your next step is not your spouse's step. It's not your children's step. It's not your neighbor's step. It's your step. It's your step. So let me ask you, do you actually want to even be at home? I love to travel, speak, Michelle, we, we love to travel. And man, I can't wait to get back home. But some of us want to be anywhere but home. Do you experience rest at home? Do you experience the peace of God at home that passes all understanding? See, if you're part of a family, 
You've got to realize the potential in your house of the peace of God. No matter what your father, stepfather, mother, stepmother, grandparent, daughter, daughter-in-law, son, son-in-law, it doesn't matter where you are. You have the right as a child of God to invite the shalom of God into your home and drive out every demonic force and walk and get and just walk under an open heaven at home. God's now, we tend to think it's all evil that's keeping from, it's not all evil that's keeping us from that. Some of us, we're just too busy to experience God's peace. I talked to a staff member this week at Faith Promise. We were talking about this ceremony. He said, listen, my mom and dad loved Jesus. We never had any peace in our home. We were in too much of a hurry. Got up, ran to school, got home, changed clothes, went to the ball field, went to the game, went here, went there, came home, slammed dinner, jumped on homework, went to bed, and everything. We never, we never slowed down enough to be still and know that I'm God, to taste and see that I'm good, says the Lord of hosts, to just bask in and take a Sabbath as a family and let the peace, the shalom wash over you and wash off all the crap of this wicked world. See, God's got these weapons that we just talked about. Now, through this last year, we had an opportunity to see where we were called shelter in place. And there are families that are in divorce court right now because of shelter in place, because you were stuck at home like a submarine crew. See, if you're in a sub, ain't no place to go. You don't walk around the neighborhood You're just there. And for some of us, it was heaven. And for some of us, it was horrible. The emotional upheaval. Emotional problems are an all-time high in our society since they've been keeping records. So here's the, hear, hear me give you the truth. I don't care what your house looks like, you can have an incredible home. I don't care what your salary is, you can have an incredible family. I don't care, students, whether you have a scholarship or not, you can have an incredible home. You don't have to great bank account. You don't have to have a 10,000 square feet manse. You can listen. We lived three times, me and my wife and my three kids in a two-bedroom trailer, and the peace of God was there. Now, I taped her children down and their mouth shut, but we experienced. <laughs> the question is, are you making room for God? Are you, are you spending time in prayer? Or are you just running? I'm gonna get up in the morning. I'm gonna say, God, this is your day. And I'm a child of the Most High King, and today the peace is going to dwell, and the favor, I'm going to drink so deeply the fountain of favor today, everybody that sees me is going to see your, your blessing is going to chase me down today. Your miracles are going to run me down in the street to find new ways. You're meeting right now, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, thinking of new ways to bless me. God, you are the Most High God. I refuse to drink from the dirty, polluted streams of this world. I will drink of the Spirit, the living water that will bubble up in me into to a river. I'm going to be a witness. I'm going to have an incredible day today. Are y'all with me? It's your choice. You said, but pastor, I've never seen it. Neither did I. Neither did I. But see, I'm going to, I want what the Bible says, not what Hollywood says. So by the way, right now, campus pastors, we love you guys. You're doing such an incredible job. God is moving. If you guys would take it, Right now, go ahead and close, finish the services at all your campuses, man. We love you. Next week, we're gonna talk about your kids and spiritually what we are to do. All right, God behind bars.
online campus, Pell. Some of you are thinking, yeah, Pastor, that's just another sermon. That's not real life. You don't understand. My life is so jacked. My, you know, I hate to go home. My, you, you just don't understand. I understand more than you could ever believe. When I was terrified as a child, every time I walked in the front door, terrified of what would happen to me or what I would find. And yet I live in a house of peace. And my family is just covered with the peace and favor of God. You want some of that? Because it's wide open. I'm, listen, I got to put my britches on one leg at a time just like everybody else. There's no difference in me. Don't say, well, that's easy for you. Abs, that's a lie from the enemy. Believe the truth, not a lie. Lies never set you free. The truth will set you free. Amen? And so there's some of you that want the peace, but you got a relationship. You got to get in line vertically. We got to get right with God. We got to get, re, re, repent. Acts 3.19 says, repent so that times of refreshing peace may come from the presence of the Lord. We got to clean the house. We got to clean some houses. Romans 8.16 says, the spirit of the Lord bears witness that I'm my spirit that I'm his child. So if you wanna be a child of God where you can walk in peace, where you can feel he cover you, God cover you with his wings, where God will walk with you. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. Where you're gonna walk when everything else is crumbling, that you're gonna walk in peace and the just that passes all. Then listen, that is open for you right now. But you've gotta choose. I'm gonna leave the way that I've been walking and I'm gonna turn and follow Jesus. This is not a prayer of, yeah, okay, I'm just gonna get this straight and live the way I want to. No, this is, I'm turning my life to follow Jesus. I got a new purpose, and I'm gonna experience peace. If you want some of that, it's wide open. Jesus said, listen, why call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say. So with every head bowed, every, every eye closed, if you're ready to respond, if you're ready to begin a relationship with him, I'm gonna lead us in a simple prayer. We're gonna pray it out loud even though we have already owned this in our lives. We're gonna pray it with you. So come on, right now, pray this. Dear Jesus, I know I've sinned. I know we're separated. I want you. I confess your Lord. I, can, I, I receive your gift of salvation, forgiveness, and adoption. I ask for your peace. Show me how. Now with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you prayed that simple prayer with me in a minute, would you slip up your hand and say, hey, Pastor, hey, PC, I prayed that prayer. I'm, I, I prayed that prayer. I'm beginning a relationship with Jesus. Just lift it up, lift it up so the ushers can see. Go ahead. All right, all right, all right. Listen, we love you. I love you, Michelle and I love you, and we want you to want to go home every day. We, want to have, we, want you, we don't want you just to have a marriage that gets by. We want you to have an incredible marriage. We want your kids to thrive. We want your home to be a sanctuary of the Spirit, a, a place of peace. Would that make life better? Come on, would that make life better? When you go out in that rat race, but you come home, come on. <laughs>